Got a bad bitch on me. What? What? Got a bad bitch on me. She D T F. She tell me she D T F. I heard she D T F. What? And you ain't hanging with the team if you ain't down to fuck. Okay. Well, Lord, welcome to DTF, the Daryl Timmery Fun Hour, the greatest sex education comedy, sometimes game show podcast in the known universe. Hi, I'm your resident sexuality educator dr timory and i'm daryl charles i really need to figure out a new way to say my name <laughs> yeah okay tell tell the nice people who are listening to the first episode after we've been doing this for this long tell the right. nice people what you do what what are what are your oh, what skills? do i do i'm a comedian i'm the other person i uh, i'm the person who provides the the comedic part right i guess that's what they say to do yeah. uh i've i've had an independent study in <laughs> uh in sexuality uh and sexuality education i guess yeah. uh that has been uh looked over and um advised by the dr timory yeah. so uh yeah i mean in in a month we will have been doing this show for what it was seven years eight eight seven? years oh my god I think maybe eight it's eight years you're right it's eight. Yeah. Oh my god. So, yeah. It's eight that's, years. That's two degrees. Yeah. You have you have taken far more courses in human sexuality than people who have master's degrees in it. So, yeah. Very true. I've learned a lot of the, yeah the the amount of things I've learned is 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 varied and uh, more importantly comes from a real um, inherent quest for knowledge. Mm as opposed to my degrees in engineering, which came from a desire to not be poor. Mm. So, you know, it's uh it's a little it's a little better, one yeah. would say. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> All right. Hey, kids who I think I personally think kids should listen to this podcast. I okay. could understand why some parents wouldn't want that to happen. Yeah. Uh but hey kids, uh, you know, here's something I know your parents wouldn't want to hear me tell you follow your dreams fuck all that other shit because at the end of the day you've got to live with it so you might as well do whatever it is you want uh and figure the rest of life out because figuring the rest of life out is the hard part and uh and also every rule about how to succeed in like the adult world that you will get given is uh, only meaningful for like an hour and a half and then the like <laughs> situation changes and it is no longer viable advice everything i was told about how to be a successful adult and do jobs and things was applicable 20 years before i was born <laughs> so right. yeah. like, what's far People, more important yeah. is that in the morning you don't dread going into your job Yep, what you are trying to do, as as I've I've made a good amount of money to talk about my feelings to get to this point, is like what you really want is to uh, wake up in the morning and be like, yeah. So you know, and just think about that. You have about I don't know, seventy four years of mornings. Hmm. Depends. Thereabouts. It, it depends on the uh, gender that you were assigned at birth. <laughs> 
depends on the gender you're assigned at birth. It depends on if your gender matches your sexual identity. It depends on the, the race of the, the socially imposed race of the vagina yeah. you fell out of. Yeah. Uh, it depends on where you live. It depends yeah. on how much money that vagina has. Yeah. It's, yeah. It varies. <laughs> a lot of it varies. Like, yeah, honestly, when you factor in all mine, that 75 turns into a strong 50 four and like maybe six months who knows wow okay i mean you know i'm gonna be as as a uh potato eating american either like 900 or Mm -hmm. it'll be tomorrow because i get murdered (laughs) (laughs) like those are the options (laughs) well yeah i mean going by my family history my dad just turned 78 um, like a couple days ago. Happy Applause. birthday, Applause. father. Applause. Um, who does not have the technological capabilities to ever hear a word that I say on this podcast. And I am never going to enable that. Not <laughs> out of shame or anything like that, but like I have better things to do at my time. <laughs> <laughs> And they find it in the weirdest ways anyway. Like, I just got a a friend request, not on my civilian Dr. Timory page, but on my burlesque page from an uncle that lives in the Dakotas. And I was like, this is is a coded message. There is a lot of creep in that. I saw that tweet and I just, (laughs) I made the cringe emoji face. And then I, I think I crafted a reply that was meant to be funny but then i stopped and i was like i don't know what funny is like in this situation same i also yeah i just don't know how to (laughs) interpret this and so to all of my family members who decided to listen to this episode and who do not um otherwise talk to me frequently um you know you can talk to me frequently it's fine is that but yeah like why would you want to see oh boy I mean, you know, it's it's an art form. I'm not, you know, and that's the thing. It's an art form. You know, you, you want to uh, cheer your, your, your family on yeah. for certain art forms. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I don't like when my relatives post thirst traps. Oh. Because I'm not a fucking creep. What the hell? Like, <laughs> that is obviously... I, you have to think about what is the person going to think when they see that notification. And that is the thing. The because, notification that you liked it, right? Mm. It's like when a you know a relative of mine posts some kind of a thirst trap, and I'll, I'll see it, and I'll be like, "All right, you know, it's fine. I'm not judging." But like, do I want them to like wake up and be like, "Daryl Charles like this"? I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> I don't, nah, we'll just behave as if I didn't see that, even though I liked the thing you posted after it and before it. It's it's fine. It's, it's okay. That's everybody's fine. Yeah, this is fine. the problem with having like Instagram not be as easily like limited to certain audiences. Like that is the mm-hmm. one thing Facebook ever did correctly, which was like you can say family won't see this. Yeah, that's the one thing they did correctly because every other change that ever made has been bad. But it's been bad, yes. Yeah. But yeah, they allow you to exclude people. Very good. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't have to be a blanket thing. Yeah. Yeah, you can say like yeah. All right. Well, well, shall we shall we talk about the sex that we don't want our family members to be thinking about us in context? I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, hey, family. <laughs> like, I 
you know, I, I, I should also say if any relative wants to talk to me about sexuality, health or anything like that, I'm totally open. Um, oh, yeah. Two of my very closest cousins will tell you that I'm very open as far as talking about that kind of shit. But theoretically, I'm, I'm really not trying to, like, look at pictures and judge your form. Like, <laughs> come on. It's a good, what are we uh, doing out here? Good amount of shadow under the butt. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, hey, you got to arch better. Like, ugh. <laughs> no, no. Mm-mm. All right. Well, I guess that takes us to our first piece of fucking news. Yeah, speaking of uh, family uh, interrupting someone's <laughs> sexuality <laughs> exploration. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that is a way. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, fun fact about the state of Utah: a lot of their their rules are arbitrary and <laughs> stupid and moralizing. For instance, mm-hmm. like this is this is some background. If you go to Utah and you're a person who likes to drink an alcohol, uh, mm-hmm. a thing that you need to know is that the beers are like 1.2 percent and near beer. Yeah. And if you want to buy an alcohol, you need to buy, like, a whole meal with it. Uh, they will not prepare the cocktails in front of you because I guess that's too flagrant. Uh, and you're only allowed, I think it's, like, one and a half ounces of a base spirit. Uh, and the way that the really fancy bartenders get around that is just have lots and lots of base spirits <laughs> in right, a given sure. cocktail. Um, so there's, like, three good bars in Salt Lake City from what I hear. Anyway. Mm. Uh, Utah, full of full of good ideas about uh, ways to make it hard to be a person. Uh, yeah. Play this shit on hard mode. Uh, recently, uh, a, an anti-porn bill was signed by the governor, who, this is too ironic, Governor yep. Cox. This is governor Spencer Cox, who, I'm looking at a picture of him right now, and he looks like he permanently is telling people... Uh, about how little sex he has. <laughs> well, I mean, they have this picture of him in this Daily News article where he's holding his pointer finger and his yeah. thumb just far enough apart where I assume he's talking about somebody's like genital size and it's just would... it's just stunning. Uh, I don't make those those particular jokes because they're body shaming, but I assume <laughs> that he should be shaped. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like, look, here is this is average. And what's on these movies is not. And here, uh, it's bad. It's bad for kids to have these outsized expectations on, on on what they should be having. You know, it's like, you know, look, this is all I got to soak. <laughs> soaking. Okay, yes. These movies have far too much for soaking. There's, yeah. there's barely any soaking when it comes to these movies. Now, now you're bringing in soaking. And now we have to tell oh. people what soaking is. Oh man, it's a uh, you know how stereotypically the uh, Catholic thing to get around God not wanting you to have sex is to do it in the butt. Is that That's a stereotype a of Catholics? Yes, it's a Catholic stereotype. Oh, or okay. yeah, I've I've always heard it as a Catholic stereotype. Okay. That, you know, you you get around it by by fucking in the butt. Okay. Well, the Mormons, having been founded a little later, were like, nah, you can't do that either. So, what the children have apparently figured out as a way around it is soaking, which is placing a penis into a vagina and then leaving it there. 
not going back and forth because that is sin. Leaving it in until your mom comes I home have from work. No idea. <laughs> yeah. Until it falls out from <laughs> gravity and Jesus. Until God forces it back out. Yeah. Maybe they're doing kegels. Hey, yeah. you know Maybe. that that sounds like a fun idea. Yeah, if I you're mean, gonna that, soak. That does sound like a good idea, actually. <laughs> like I feel like that's a thing that's fun. Um, yeah, if you're gonna soak, do some rhythmic kegels, like like yeah. you know. Ba, 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 ba. You. Ba, 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 ba. Just do this. I was thinking like <laughs> like you flex, I flex. You flex, I flex. You flex, I flex. Like that 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 kind of thing. Like yin yin yang. The yeah. the the kel the the kegel tension. I like it. I like it. Yeah, uh, yeah. What I what I don't like is this bill though that they passed, yes. <laughs> and the idea of this bill is that it will require smartphones and tablets to automatically block sexually explicit content, which is an insane idea for so many reasons. Not the least of which is like companies don't want to do this, and so right. like no, you're just being absurd. And so as a sort of compromise with the tech companies were like that's stupid like it'd probably be easier as to just stop having service to your stupid state there's not <laughs> enough people there to make this worthwhile <laughs> so they decided uh it will only go into effect if five other states enact similar laws and it, it's just not i there's well, I no think way it's, that's, it, that's a federal thing i think when, yeah. when 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 enough states have decided to adopt something then some more federal things kick in um apparently Utah also pioneered calling porn a public health crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were the first state to do that. And now, since 2016, um, more than a dozen states uh, have followed that example and have declared porn a public health crisis. Which is so silly. Everyone know, should know that it's that's silly. silly. And, and the ACLU has shown up and they've said, hey, um, you know, this is a... Infringing. This is infringing on people's uh, First Amendment rights. So obviously, we will take them to court because that's what the ACLU does. Mm-hmm. When the government infringes upon our rights, they use their money to do what we could do in, as individuals. I personally am like kind of wishy-washy on this. Like one, what? Yeah. Like I don't think that this is. I don't think this is smart. But I think that. We need to, we need, to, we need people to be tech savvy, mm. right? Like, I think the, the what they're saying, like, children are getting phones earlier and earlier, and having a phone gives you a private machine with which to delve into the internet, and the internet is full of porn. And so I get trying to do something to limit that. However, plenty of these tools exist already. Yeah. It's just up to a parent, right, to be mindful of what their child does on the internet. And yes, there will be ways to get around it, but there are plenty of ways that are already uh, been instituted by a lot of these companies that allow for that kind of limitation to be put on a child's internet usage. So here's where I am surprised to hear that. And the first thing is that, like, I don't think that Utah is actually concerned about the children. I think they're they are literally saying that porn, because they think it is a public health crisis, 
is something adults shouldn't access either. So that's the that's the first thing, is that they fall under this this idea that porn in and of itself is bad, and so it's not just children. They're concerned about the nonsense idea of like porn and sex addiction. And on top of well, that, when we talk about like mm-hmm. children at this point, the people who are having children now have had the internet their whole life. So I don't think that the like the stuff you're talking about where these apps already exist and like the parental controls already exist i feel like people who are having children now absolutely know how to use those things they are not boomers boomers are not in charge of children anymore no that's true but i mean yeah i think this is i don't think that this is just nannying Mm -hmm. adults i think that's what this rule is so well i think that okay that part i would say is not good right like the, the idea that has to be on there by default um, I think, you know, it'd be smarter or if the government really wanted to do this for the sake of the children to mandate that the companies have this be something one can enable as an option on, as an option on a phone. And like, but instead of being like, leave it up to the company, say that you have to do this Opt-in. as opposed yeah. to being like, you have to shut it off. The, there is um, the, the sponsor of the bill, Representative Susan Pull cipher, I believe is how you pronounce that, um, said that uh, there will be a provision for adults to be able to deactivate the filter. So if you're an adult who's like, I got this phone, porn doesn't work, I want this porn, you can turn it off. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, I mean, again, like that's their only hope for maintaining this on a constitutional level? That is the only, I, I would their imagine. Only hope, but the reality. There, there's two realities they're fighting against and one is capitalism <laughs> right. where that's this is not a thing people want so much that it can possibly be the default and a company will benefit from that like if you want to start a company where this is the niche that you sell all of our phones come with this stuff on it there's absolutely a market for that but oh, again man, like yo you want to you want to start a company in utah that just um gives people shitty phones <laughs> yeah basically i'm about to go buy a bunch of old nokias you can't even see a titty on this screen come get this phone get a star tech hmm? <laughs> there's no pictures at all like nothing <laughs> to yeah. sell fax machines and shitty phones yeah well i mean you can send porn on fax machines that was absolutely a thing man we me as a child uh this was this is not a good thing i will say outright but as a child um my mom bought us a computer in like the 80s so we had a tandy which was the uh, radio shack brand of computer and we had our nice little tandy and you know we we would uh, make um we made a lot of birthday cards with our dot matrix printer it was a, a lot of what we did um but uh as my brother was in school and did computer stuff because that was what you did he would come home with programs uh you know pirated copies of things uh statue of limitations i hope is done um <laughs> and so you know i played jeopardy and wheel of fortune and all these random fucking games boxing was like the best anyway I remember dot matrix porn, like, uh, not, yeah, dot matrix. Yeah. Cause that was just the printer, like bad looking porn. And I was like too young to understand why my cousins were so excited about this blurry fucking image. <laughs> but I remember looking at it and be like, Oh, that's a titty. <laughs> and so, yeah, the, the, the urge for porn is always going to be there. There's no fighting it. 
But again, you know, you know, just to to belabor the point. Yeah, my mom was like, my kids need to learn how to use computers because that's going to be the future. Mm-hmm. That she ended up having uh, two sons that ended up doing a lot of fucking computer shit for a living, and you know, also. Uh, per, I can only speak for myself, but consuming a lot of porn. And, you know, she didn't know that and probably had no idea that that was even possible. Um, You know, but now she's got a cell phone and I hope she's watching all the porn that she can find. <laughs> I just hope that I never find out about it. <laughs> it's, it's part of the reason why I'm like, I am not tech support family. I am not tech support. Please, please don't let me be your tech support. Because then you see all that porn. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. One time, uh, it was one of, one of my father's birthdays. So um, I was at, we were in New York uh, doing a party, and I was sent to go get the cake. And, man, mm, I'm not going to go into it. But anyway, I ended up driving for hours within the city of New York to get this cake. But anyway, when I get to the house where I'm buying the cake, I have to go into a basement. And it's like some old Caribbean lady who makes this cake and she made the cake and it looks nice. I'm like, great. Thanks. I'm about to leave. She's like, well, can you take a picture of it? My son has told me that he runs the internet stuff for this, for the the cake business that I have. So she, he wants me to make sure I take a picture of all of the cakes, but I don't know how to use this phone. Can you do that for me? And I was like, sure thing, ma'am. Sure thing. And I took her phone and I took a picture of it. And then when the picture was done, it showed me the rest of the pictures in her phone. And there was a nice fat dick on her phone. I don't (laughs) know whose dick it was. (laughs) I don't care. But it was a hard cock. And again, not my grandmother, not my aunt. So I can laugh at it. And if it was my aunt or grandmother, I could still laugh at it. But it'd be a queasier laugh. I hope that that was like, like somebody who she was banging who was like, "I'm gonna leave her a present." Oh, you goddamn! I hope so. I hope she took that picture. I hope. I hope it was her. Like, yeah, let me get a picture of that. God damn, that was a good one. Like, you know, I hope. But, but again, this is yeah. Hey, relatives, uh, this is why I'm so reticent to look at your stuff. Like, I had to, <laughs> just yesterday. I had to set up a printer for an aunt and. Had to go through her phone to like make sure I could print out something, and it was like, this is not, this it's is not comfortable. Safe. No, this is it's a bit uncomfortable, but you know, nothing came of it. But it was still like, oh man, that's a, I mean, yeah, that's like looking through people's memories, like right, <laughs> just like looking right. directly into their brains, <laughs> especially because yeah, people, you know, it don't take, but it doesn't take <laughs> the one, <laughs> it don't take but one time. Remember, these computers are remembering everything you do on them. So it doesn't take but one night of like, oh, let me look, and then that's it. You forget about it, and then now, every time you put the word face in, some horrible shit pops up. That's Ooh. the one thing I will say uh, Facebook did that was a benefit. Anytime <laughs> I would put in the word face into my search browser, uh, this was in the days before private uh, browsing, um, yeah, some some things would pop up. It would, it would, uh, it would, it would show... It would, it would show a lot of my history and then uh, Facebook showed up and then when you put it in face Facebook popped up because it was like obviously you go over here a lot more than the other places and then I learned how to clear out um, you know your uh, browsing history 
that's an important and skill. then i learned about uh private mode which again uh we've covered a number of times and mm-hmm. did a couple we're here to helps on it but uh you know control control shift p also uh, i believe someone is trying to sue google i think what for um they they are purporting in court that um chrome the google's browser still tracks you in private mode oh probably you know oh, what happened? I mean, like fucking yesterday is Spotify just got some sort of like approval to be able to use technology that will listen to you to gauge like your emotional reactions to things. So mm. now Spotify will listen to you in addition to Facebook and everything Google else, yeah. and everything well, else. I, I hope so. Actually, that one makes sense because like when I'm listening to Spotify in my car, if they were listening to me, they would know that I like this song a little bit or I like this song a lot. Mm. And you would know by if I clear my throat before the song starts. If I... <laughs> <clears throat> that means this is one of my jams. And I'm about to... Yeah. That's the good nuts in the car. I'm telling right. you now. Okay, so I want to go back to this this Utah bill. And, and like I appreciate that we have engaged in some back and forth on it because I am unequivocally... Uh, angry about it because the basic gist here is anytime they do any sort of these like nannying laws that are like making it harder for adults to live their lives I'm infuriated first of all because like I I think kids are great I strongly encourage people who want to have kids to have them but I am an adult and I chose to live a life where I get to do adult shit and that should be the default to be honest, yeah. that should be yeah. the default. We should make it easy to be a parent. We should make universal pre-K. We should have universal like child care. We should have mandatory paternity. Like we should, parents should be able to take off work when they have a kid. Yada yada yada. I'm fully in support. Mm-hmm. That said, the world should not be neutered because you don't know how to talk to your kid about fucking. And, I agree. Like, I. You shouldn't have kids if you can't talk to small people about fucking. If you are incapable of doing that, Mm -hmm. I understand because you are probably not equipped with it because that's not a thing we We value in the U.S. try to set people up with those skills, yeah. No, but like... As a society. The fact that you were not taught that does not mean it's okay for you to, A, perpetuate that generational curse on the next (laughs) set of people, but B... You are lacking... Yeah, it's not. It's not some Puritan like I. Mm-mm. This is the way. No, this is not mm-hmm. the way. You should, whether you decide to have sex or not, you should know how the fuck it works. You should mm-hmm. know because these are biological things that happen. And like you know, we if know you these have things. a dog. These are not you mysteries. should know how dogs fuck, so you can <laughs> determine whether your dog is going to have puppies or not. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you should just like basically know. Like, I mean, we should know. Like, how do you prevent colds? You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's also uh, thankfully. An Ill- maybe we'll know that now maybe Maybe. (laughs) but yeah i don't i i just don't think that if there's anything about america that i'm like on board with it's the idea that i should not have my liberties infringed on because you are scared of something and so this is an example of they will go so far out of their way to not have to talk to their kids about sex they will go mm-hmm. so far out of their way that they are going to force a bunch of companies to create impossible technology. They will force a bunch of other states to to violate the First Amendment so they right. don't have to talk to their kids about media literacy. So they That's don't have to explain point, yeah. porn. And 
so they can yeah they can all fuck themselves and everybody who supported this and their their nonsense idea that porn is addictive i will you know like i keep having to have the same conversation over and over and over again it's like if you have a problem with sex you have a problem with like sexual content and you're engaging in it obsessively compulsively it is joyless it is just something that you you are engaging in as a coping strategy you should absolutely talk to a therapist you should talk to a therapist even if that's not the case everyone should talk to a therapist yes but it doesn't need to be an addiction we don't have to call it that for you to go get help for it and this is another example like if you are feeling out of control over your porn searches you do not need a medical doctor to say i diagnose thee Mm-hmm. to be able to go get help for it and you don't I, I need to agree. take away my rights <sighs> i agree with every single thing you said i think that no i i agree with every every single thing you said and as much as i am a liberal cuck i think <laughs> that you know hey I'll, I'll use their language it doesn't hurt my feelings um but but yeah as, as much as i'm a liberal cuck i think that government doesn't need to be huge and i think that this is a big overreach but if the people of Utah want this to happen, then they should be able to make it happen. And that is why I say, okay. But again, everything imagine, you said is correct. I don't imagine the people of Utah, if you actually poll them and say, depends right. on how you ask the question. But if you if you approach it from the perspective of, would you approve of every smartphone that you buy having training wheels on it? So that you can't access the whole internet, are you in favor of that? I don't right. actually think people support that idea. That's why AOL did not survive, because it was the internet training wheels. You had to, yeah. Mm. In, in my opinion, they also, yeah, they probably did other things that weren't good f- in a financial sense. But um, once broadband internet showed up and you didn't need AOL in order to access mm. the internet, the shit just fell apart because it yeah. was training wheels. But but yeah, I, I I I agree. I just think that like if if the people like uh, you know because of the way our government's set up, representative democracy, every state does its thing, and then the federal government has you know should have limited capacity over what the states can do and blah blah blah. I have to go when it when it comes to shit that I cannot affect. I have to go. I hope that the people there wanted it, uh, and if they don't, they better fucking say or do something. And you know, they're yeah, probably I guess, being. Yeah, I guess we're at a point where. I don't feel like most of the things that are laws are reflective of what the people well, I think a lot there. of these backwards-ass laws are not <laughs> reflected by the populace. But, no, like, you know, I don't think most people in Georgia are supporting the voter suppression things. I think this no, is very much an so. active decision to suppress their opinion. And I would well, imagine... Well, there's that, and then the people who are there who example. aren't actively doing anything are fucking cowards, and they are not standing up and saying that this is bad. They're just being like, well, it doesn't affect me. Uh, it's fine. You know, or this is going to harm the people who I think need to be harmed. Ugh. And if that's the case, then they can go fuck themselves. But, you know, I am I live in Maryland. That is, <laughs> I would be very upset if fucking uh, Larry Hogan decided to sign this in the law. I'd be like, this is bullshit. But I also know that, um, you know, <laughs> even if they had a program that was like, hey, um, we're going to stop this machine from accessing these sites, I will use my VPN. So all I'm accessing is my VPN, and they it, it defeats that. But again, there are a variety of ways you could implement this and a variety of ways you could surpass it or, or sur- uh, uh, go, go around it surreptitiously. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, but if, uh, 
yeah, I just the thing is, is like they could they could accomplish what I think is their goal, which is like people not having compulsive sexual problems. Because I think that that ultimately, if you were to sit down with someone who actually gives a shit about this, these like anti-porn mm-hmm. activists, like mm-hmm. this Pulsifer person, I'm like, first of all, your name is too close to the man Pucifer. Like you need to <laughs> <laughs> you need to get it together. Um, but like, if we actually sat down and talked about what is the problem that you think that you're solving, and mm-hmm. she would probably say something about like the broken relationships and like the sadness and the depression and the problems that people have from compulsive porn accessing. And I would say that is shitty and it's shitty when somebody feels like they don't have control over their lives and they can't stop their internet buying and they can't stop their like social media use or it is breaking up their relationship that they are spending all of their time gambling or whatever. Right. That does not mean the appropriate course of action is to stop everybody is to fuck over everybody what you need is a system of people having access to mental health services (laughs) so when you have a problem you can go talk to a therapist right you can figure that shit out for yourself because that's a personal problem yeah and to have a system i agree sexuality Uh, education where we're like even if you say we hate porn even if that's your incredibly bizarro take like at least talk about like here's what it is it's an entertainment form it's not a documentary (laughs) like you know just stuff like that so this is i don't know i think we're i think we're 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 ultimately still just circling around the same idea which is like come on utah come on yeah man utah look i mean you know i would say personally Given my day-to-day activities, I'd probably be more upset that the beer is so uh, shitty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would take that very personally. You know, I'd be like, hey, look, y'all need to make stronger drinks, and then maybe we start there, and then give it two weeks. We'll repeal that porn shit. Don't even worry about it. We'll repeal that. That'll, that'll happen quick. A couple couple good parties. Otherwise, you gotta, be like, like, look, drive to I'm Wyoming. making porn that's worse than what I can find on my phone, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like we have we have definitely covered this one. Are you ready for our next piece of fucking news? Yes. Yes. All right. So I am excited that this this next piece of fucking news is it's actually from a friend of mine. I I hope this is not too far of a an assumption of friendship. <laughs> we have Full been disclosure. on each other's podcast. We are <laughs> we are internet friends. Uh, Doctor Nerd Love, who mm-hmm. is uh, based out of Texas, and he does dating advice for nerds that's the idea is like in lieu of being a douchebaggy pickup artist he teaches people who may not have a ton of experience with dating how to be interesting and nice to the folks you want to date (laughs) and he did a very delightful piece on why do women love himbos and i think it's great and and part of this came up like himbos are very big on twitter lately the idea of a himbo is it's like sort of a a buff conventionally attractive man so like jock looking but he is not necessarily stupid but more simple i think is the important thing is that he's not complicated yeah and he is wild but whatever the important thing is that he is nice he is kind he's Mm -hmm. not a trademark nice guy he is a kind person so these are these are a variety of features that all have to come together for the himbo. He can't just be hot and stupid. He can't just be hot and nice. He has to be 
all of those things. And there is, I think in 2020, a big resurgence there was for the appreciation for the himbo. And I am absolutely all about it. Sure, I guess. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, hey, you can like what you like. Who cares? You know, but I think that the himbo and the bimbo uh, archetype is damaging to yeah? everybody, right? Really? Because, I mean, I get, I, uh, th- from this article, and I, I go to drnerdlove.com and go find Why Do Women Love Himbos. It's, you know, it's a great read. You should do it. But, like, I think that, like, <laughs> I want someone who is strong and looks like they'd be assertive, but would never be assertive. Is like, okay, what what the fuck do you want, right? Like, uh, that's an interesting take because, okay, so what that is one of the things that he says is that one of the one of the things that is appealing about a himbo is that they adhere to the conventional attractiveness of these like jock alpha yada yada yadas, but sure. they are not going to drug you and gang rape you that you are like well, safe yeah. around them well the, the, the big the, thing is that you are safe around a himbo they are yeah, not yes yes they are not nefarious they are not going to act like they're your friend and then actually like film you being passed out and then like having all of their frat brothers taking turns on you like right. part of the appeal of the himbo is that he is authentic and what what is on the surface is real and I think a really, really, really big piece of this is that he is the one upon whom desire is acted upon. Because I don't think for... This is very much for straight women, largely. Like, Chris Hemsworth in the Ghostbusters (laughs) with my wife, uh, Kate McKinnon, um, he's probably, like, a perfect exemplar of the himbo. Because he's, like, unaware that he is hot and a bunch of people are into him. Right, And so you can enact upon him your desires and it will be a thing where you, the straight woman, are in control of the situation. Definitely, and I think yeah. mm-hmm. that's a really big piece of this is that you have a sensory, a, a sense of mastery in your own sexual situations. And for many women, they have been conditioned that they are supposed to be like prey. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. Like, yeah. And in, in, in the light of that, I say, you know, I'm, I'm happy that this is a term. I didn't know about this term until it came, uh, until you sent me the article. Like, you know, I'm happy it's a term and I, I, I'm happy that it's a thing, but, you know, I don't want to be <laughs> I'm turning into a, the all lives matter person of it. But like, <laughs> you need entire people. Like, I think that the problem, my problems with the himbo thing is the same problems that I would have with the bimbo thing. It's that you are and it, it, this is going to happen with many generalizations like this is a generalization this is the analysis of a generalization right so people aren't like that and you know yeah i just it's it's one of those things like it's while i see how it's it's great you know i want someone who's hot who i never have to feel um afraid around that's also the bimbo archetype this is a I want a, a I want a conventionally attractive woman who will never challenge me and 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 because she's dumb or because she's uh just wants to go with the flow or whatever like you know I think that yeah there's a there's a room uh, to investigate your feelings if you want a partner who is not going to challenge you I think that, yeah that's I mean that's a really 
valid and and i don't think i had any expectation that this conversation would go here when we were talking about this article (laughs) because for me this was refreshing in that the archetypes Mm -hmm. that are presented with um so i think an important piece here is that that dr nerd love starts out the article with the ways that sexy men are depicted has less to do with polling women or gay men about their favorites and has a lot more to do with men that are respected by other straight men and because other straight men are making a lot of the choices about movies and magazines and sitcoms and that sort of stuff because straight Mm -hmm. men are still ultimately setting the course for who we are deciding is a leading man Right. And who is swoonworthy? That the himbo is a lovely turn from the idea that we're all supposed to be swooning over really sociopathic hot dudes like you know right. Don Draper, right? Like yeah. I'm supposed to swoon over this guy because he's handsome and charming and he's complicated, and he will treat me terribly. Mm-hmm. There are so many of those, and there are so many narratives of, especially sitcoms, where it's like this bumbling idiot who's not conventionally attractive, with his super hot wife who has to clean right. up all the messes all the time. Yeah. And whether or not that is a fantasy of men, or it is women's representations of what they think is happening in their lives, like either way, that's not mm-hmm. a great dynamic no. for anybody. And the himbo is, I think, just a, a refreshing departure, where someone can look upon sexy dude with male gaze without the complexity of well of course he's also going to be do toxic. all these terrible things yeah yeah, yeah. And, and that's why i say like it's great i think uh when i watched the the the, the lady ghostbusters i hate that that's the big distinction but anyway when I watched that Ghostbusters uh, movie and I saw Chris Hemsworth's character I thought it was very funny and I was like I was happy to see it purely because I mean I'm not I'm not the world's largest Chris Hemsworth fan um, when I see him I think about my own stomach and that has more to do with me than it does with him but I mean but as an actor I was like oh look at him like he's he's this dude knows comedy his timing is good he he's pulling the fuck out of this character he's pulling it off very well the aloofness the silliness like i can only imagine how many uh, outtakes there were of you know people cracking up around him because yeah someone who's built like that should not be that fucking stupid you would you would assume right true but i you know i hate that because yeah i hate that i'm saying this because this is that thing where it's like finally we have something that is the opposite of what is being thrown at us all the time and then someone shows up and says well all of it is wrong so it's actually wrong of you to like this it's like no we're talking about entertainment and we're talking about yeah we're talking about entertainment in this i think the nice thing about this article is that this is geared to dudes and the from what i take from it is what it's telling dudes is it's the himbo is attractive because this is a muscle bound or, you know, very attractive, conventionally attractive person who isn't scary. But what you can take from that is just don't be scary because yeah. that is the very important part. Right. And, you know, I, I know 
that, especially when I was younger, being this big authoritative, you know, dickhead of a person was what you thought worked, right? Like you had to be, uh, you had to lie to women. You had to, um, you had to trick them. You had to fool them into the pussy. You had to be, you could, as soon as you uh, had sex, you could be an absolute jerk. And then they'd be like, this person's jerk. And then they could turn around and be like, but I fucked though. And then everybody gives them high fives and everybody moves on. That That's shitty behavior. And that's a terrible, that's a terrible way to live on either side of that equation. So yeah, I'm all for that. But you know, I, I hate to be the one to be like, this has been wrong the whole time, but it, it yeah. Is your objection the idea that this this character is inherently like not complex? They are, as I said, like simple, not necessarily stupid, but that they are not particularly like complicated. Well, I think it's like because they're not complicated and that yeah. I mean, I guess I don't really have a problem with it, but but yeah, the thing that the thing that I hang on is if you want a non-complicated person, be careful that you're not just asking for a simpleton because then that is, that is abusive, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's not that the person is um, uncomplicated because they just, you know, they, they like the life that they're living and they, you know, they, they, they have their needs met. And so they're easygoing. It's that, this person is never going to push the, you know, this person is never going to be aggressive. And it's like, you know, I, I personally, I want a woman that's aggressive as much as I, I want a woman that's going to be soft, right? Like people contain multitudes. You want an entire person. And when you make these archetypes, yeah, you, you're painting with a broad brush. Yeah. I'm also, I, I guess I'm also perceiving this himbo as being not necessarily like, without the ability to challenge i guess so mm-hmm. i also think of did you watch the good place no. at all okay well there's a character jason mendoza and he is like arguably super dumb <laughs> but mm-hmm. it turns out i mean I he's believe very there's cute. a gif of the person in the yeah probably yeah. yeah and it later turns out he's also like super fucking ripped which is like just a a thing that's not apparent like immediate uh upon the immediately upon the beginning of the show and he's a really interesting example because like to live around this dude would be inherently complicated because he just keeps doing incredibly strangely dumb things (laughs) like he's also like just this like criminal with a heart of gold like it's you know it's it's a number of dichotomies so i wouldn't say that he is like uncomplicated uh, I wouldn't say that he would be easy to live with. It mm-hmm. would just be that he is very authentic. What you see is what you get. He is not trying to give you an impression that is inaccurate. And I think oh, that's yeah, I that's, totally get that's that. a point here where I, I don't think that yeah, there's a very you're making a very good point about like not wanting someone who is subhuman like they don't have their own wishes and needs and desires and won't be able to advocate for themselves like yeah that does sound gross the idea Mm -hmm. of a person who's like did you see the new coming to america i did okay so like they make tayana taylor do that whole like my favorite whatever you like yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) like my favorite song is whatever song you like whatever song you like (laughs) which is so bonkers because she comes out 
as this super powerful, dynamic performer who is like reacting in real time to what is happening to her. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, when it comes to conversation, all of a sudden she no longer has any needs or wishes. And I thought that was such a waste and such a waste in terms of like having her specifically. She's like, sure such a multifaceted person so i understand the idea of like no we don't want to have people but, just like but agree in that with movie us. that person ended up being rejected because they yeah, weren't what yeah. the prince wanted right yeah and and, and so you know but you know it's a comedy whatever but but yeah i hear i hear what you're saying i i hear what you're saying because like the the moral of coming to america the original one i mean and the second one certainly is like you don't yeah you don't want just like a person who's there as your you don't want to be around a doormat like yeah Yeah. like like you don't want to be around like you have to be look i've I've been married for a while you want to have conversations like you want to be able to (laughs) argue like you it's important like to to see a partner as an intellectual equal or or you know or even a superior like it's important to have that and I, i'm not i'm not the biggest like um competitor like i i don't like that that idea like we got to compete who's the most whatever but like yeah you you, you want you want a well-rounded human being but again yeah. you know that's that's my <laughs> i don't exercise and so i don't like these people is is kind no. of where i'm going no. I, I guess so for for me the thought is like the like the appeal of the himbo or bimbo like I think that a, a bimbo is not inherently like it doesn't have to be a pejorative um, I mm-hmm. think that mm-hmm. there there's like nuance to that and I also mm-hmm. think that it's it's a statement on being good at different things than your partner so like yeah. there could be appeal to being the more bookish one who is not good at sport and then your partner is good at sport but they are not as good at book (laughs) like there's there's it's also okay to be good at different things um and it doesn't make one more important or more valid than the other it doesn't make the one who is good at like school somehow the only smart capable one you know like i think that's also a thing is that well yeah i think it, it also goes to what we've said a lot which is as long as you like what you're doing it's okay as long as you and everyone involved in the things you're doing are of age and are giving consent, then then you're having a great time. I think like, yeah, yeah if you want a bimbo type person or a himbo type person and you meet that person and they want you to be whoever the fuck you are, then hey, have at it. There are some people who are like, I have everything in life. I just want arm candy. Mm. And they go to find their arm candy person and I wish them the best. You know, I, I hope that that is what they want. You know, I hope that they get what they want out of life. It's, it's, it's a- interesting because you're mm-hmm. actually tying into directly what I did my dissertation on, which has to do with like how our partner choices are related to our own experiences with identity. So I mm-hmm. looked at it specifically from the history of like body image, like how my body image and my history of experience with that affects mm-hmm who I am attracted to in terms of their uh, adherence to conventional standards of, of attractiveness. But sure. even outside of, of, of physical looks, we do have a lot of data that there are a number of people who what they seek in their partners is compensatory. Mm-hmm. Like what they are looking for is you will fill the void that I cannot. Yeah. I don't fill do these things. I want someone who will. 
but when when we are combined together now all of these things are checked off like so i don't feel good about myself with this thing but the fact that you are with me says Mm -hmm. that i am i got this this covered at least so that's also a piece too so mating choices are complicated yeah exactly mating choices are complicated and it's like you know, I don't think that I, I know that this article wasn't trying to say that this is the way everybody is. Right. I, I know that's not what they were saying. They were just saying that it was very popular on Reddit one day. And so they decided to do a deep dive into what <laughs> is the himbo ar- archetype and how, why is that attractive to the people who find that attractive? And of course, like, you know, I don't think I've ever had this fantasy, but like there's. I can obviously see the fantasy of someone who I find uh, physically, you know, fucking day stopping attractive, just allowing me to do what I want with them <laughs> and and being happy about it. But being like, yeah. yeah, man, you better take it however you want it. Like, of course, that's great. Right. Of course, that's fun. But these are in a fantasy setting. Great in practicality as a person who has lived and been in relationships that were shitty and then some that were good i'm like nah son you don't want that that's not mm -mm." i mean you know i i personally have been caught in that trap of like whatever you like and then you find out that no that's not what they were and this isn't what you are and you know whatever we grow (laughs) if if nothing else i hope that what everybody learns gender regardless and certainly people who are are raised as girls are getting this message more and more and more is to have your own preferences and interests Mm -hmm. and they are good and like if somebody doesn't respect them then maybe that's not your person Uh, but it doesn't mean that you're bad just because other people don't like the same stuff you like or they don't value the things you're good at and maybe that's maybe that's really the big takeaway is just like you don't need your partner to be like a, a mindless fan of you um right. you know just feel good and if something makes you happy yeah like you you've been saying <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think that's that is a great takeaway that it's like you know your your feelings and opinions matter their feelings and opinions matter and it's the way that those things combine that um make for a good relationship um yeah, I we guess. really we really brought this home. I think so. Stay <laughs> out really of Utah. Did. Make sure that you have a person <laughs> who you can talk to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we really brought this home. That's nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess that takes us to the part where uh, we find out where can people find out more about you, Daryl, and where can people buy fest. their Black Gentrifier merch. Yes. Um. Yeah, yo. Um. Black Gentrifier. Uh, debuted number three on the iTunes charts when it came out. It's like a year ago, but like I just posted a new joke from the album. So if you still have yet to think that I might be funny enough to pay money, <laughs> <laughs> there are now four examples of my jokes on there. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, DarylComedy.com is where you can go to get all the information about me and the shows that I do and the places that I'll be. Um, I will definitely within the next uh two weeks have physical copies i'll have cds of black gentrifier available so you know holler at me in fact if you want digital copies holler at me yes they're available on Bandcamp, but you can also talk to me 
personally. I have Ooh. Venmo and Cash App, and I will give you I will give you jokes uh, <laughs> for money. So yeah, we we out here, man. Um, you know, uh, was oh, uh, if you are on Twitch, please follow the Layoff Kids on Twitch. I have my own Twitch, but that's not what I'm plugging now. Follow the Layoff Kids on the Twitch. Because we now are starting our show, uh, Twitch One is Worse. Oh See what my we God. did there? Twitch <gasps> One is Worse. We Oh, now I have to go on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we're doing Twitch One is Worse. Uh, hour-long show that we're going to do semi-regularly. The first one we did was the movie Contagion versus the year 2020. And Oh. Yeah, the next one we're doing, I'll, I'll announce it here, is... Um, Doom versus Max Payne uh, for movies based on video games that I'll tell you right now are bad. So, um, anyway, yeah, Twitch one is worse. Uh, Follow the layoff kids. We're going to do random Twitch content. I'm trying to gird my loins for um, streaming me playing video games, which I don't think is very entertaining, but I'll figure out how to make that. (laughs) Our our producer and editor Flirt Vonnegut, yes, is a big fan of your of your your video <laughs> games. That's true. Yeah, when record. I when I did a little bit of the Fallout, I almost streamed Cyberpunk today. They just put in a new patch. So yeah. Anyway, with like the list mm-hmm. of things that they fixed is a very long list. Well, yeah. Well, that's what happens when you release a game far earlier than any of your development people said it should come out. It's like the terms and conditions of like buying a. Android. The update is like, the size of a game. Cyborg. I had to delete a game from my PlayStation in order to fit the update on to be installed, and now I have to hope that there's enough space left that I can reinstall the game that I had to delete. So, there's wow. that. Wow. But where can people find you, our esteemed oh. doctor? Good question. Uh, so you can find out more about me at sex with Timory, T-I-M-A-R-E-E dot com. Uh, that is where I will post links to the stories that we discussed here and a bunch of other news articles related to sexuality. I will also post about events that I have coming up, including multiple one-woman shows that I'm going to be doing at Taboo, where I'm doing one-woman versions of Get You a Babe Who Can Do Both, where I'm giving like 20 minute long versions of my lightning talks and also doing burlesque and this month uh april of 2021 we are celebrating five years of slut church which is the kinky metal burlesque troupe based out of philadelphia and we've been doing shows virtually for the last year but april 30th we're gonna do one outdoors in person it'll be distanced masks the whole deal um, where we have a whole bunch of stuff happening, including it is the going away party for our beloved Alabaster, who oh. is a previous guest on the show who is moving away. Uh, we will be slaptizing in our host, Celine Rose, officially, because it'll be her first in-person show. And we are going to be welcoming a brand new troop member. So if you want to be there for that, you gotta you got to find out that information. Uh, it will be on sexwithdemory.com. Definitely. Oh, one more thing. On April 14th, I will be at the Helium Comedy Clubs in person to record um, 
jokes for an upcoming album. So it's not it's not like my second album. Let's not, let's come on, calm down. Um, but I will not calm down. Yeah, well, <laughs> don't calm down. Um, but yeah, I'll, uh, you can see me in person there. Um, Ooh. you know, masked up and uh, staying away from you. I'm excited. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody go do that stuff. And shout out to our producer and editor, Flirt Vonnegut. <sighs> and, and thank you to y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening and supporting us uh, for almost eight damn years. <laughs> I cannot wait to see you again and do this whole damn thing in person. Whew. Oh, Ooh. it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Probably Man, soon. Be crazy. I don't even I, don't, know. I, I might wear leather. I don't know. I don't. I, I have no Ooh. idea. This is gonna be some weird shit. Show everybody Ooh. my my fucking pandemic bod. I will wear a windbreaker just to mix it up. <laughs> <laughs> just to keep it interesting. Hey, whatever. We'll, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, so like Daryl said, thank you for listening, and we will talk at you, you next week. With the team if you ain't down to fuck.